the sequel. We still have microphones. This <laughs> second back. This is gonna back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to hey. the second session of season two of This Is Gonna Hurt, a fifth edition D&D podcast. Yes. I'm Craig. I'm glad you are here to join us. So we will start out like always with a little question pertaining to D&D and ourselves or just anything. Whatever we think of that week. Yeah, it's in this case, five minutes before we hit record. (laughs) That's generous. What? Yeah, right. (laughs) What's your favorite number of people to play with for D&D? That was a different question. Is it? No, it's that's is it. No, I know. I, I the play with hard to play with. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, does that include the DM? Or are we we're talking party size? Um, I party size. Hey guys, it's Alex. I play uh, Korath, and I am super pumped to be playing today. I've been jazzed about it all week. Um, jazz hands. <laughs> got my yeah, jazz hands on. Got that sparkle going. <laughs> it's nice. My favorite number of people to play with in a party. I think five or six. Uh, no offense, guys. I like playing with the four, but like when I first started playing with you guys, it was like a little bit bigger, and I, I, I enjoy a little bit more of the voices. But for like our format, I think yeah. four is perfect, and I, I wouldn't you. change it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, five or six. Steve. Hi everyone. Who this are you, Steve? Oh, okay. I don't. Hi, Steven. Hi. I play. Uh, <laughs> Brambley. Brimley, I play Brimley. I thought you played Windar. Oh, Windar Cathesis. Now everyone's yeah, confused. No. no, I play. I play Brimley. I he's a little clerical diviner wizard thing. He's cool. So I have two separate answers for this. As far as gameplay goes, four people seems like the right number to keep it moving and like actually play a game of D anD. d Right. As far as like a social experience where you're getting together and it's not really so much about playing the game as just like hanging out together and you happening playing the game. Right. Depends like we used to do like a party of six when we first started out, like Alex said. Mm-hmm. And that was like that was a good amount of people to like hang out with on a Friday or Saturday night yeah. and happen to be playing a board game. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. That's yeah. that's more or less what I was getting at. Gotcha. Hey guys, I'm Jeremy. Do I you play play Windar? <sighs> do I? Are nah. you my Windar? <laughs> nah. Are you my Windar? <laughs> Oh, what? Sorry. I'm lost. Uh, no, I'm Jeremy. Hi. Uh, so <laughs> I'm found. <laughs> so I play Lorthamar Theron. Um, he is a level six Eldritch Knight fighter. You're level six? Dude, we have to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse the listeners. <laughs> They're all level six. I just started Wait. last week. <laughs> Craig's, Craig's level Snap. one. This is Monopoly, uh, right? Yeah. Monopoly. I did not pass go. Um, as far as I'd hate to agree with everyone else because that's just I don't like doing that. No, but I no, really I do. Format. I do really agree. I think I like four people for this. I like four people for any sort of role playing or having to actually do something. Six people can be difficult depending on the the people you have. That's that's a fair. I think yeah. addition. I think yeah. these, I th- these same people here in a group of six people cannot actually productively do anything no we could it's pretty rare if it was if it was the four of you plus one with two more people that were just like us with the same yeah plus like maybe nicole like i don't know like like people who are like will sort of like pay attention and stay with it so yeah i think that you know four people again for this format just kind of have to reiterate i lost a lot of track there uh four people for this kind of format where we actually want to get stuff done is is good 
six people when it comes to just kind of like, hey, you know, there's a random story plot. You don't have to really be too focused. It's just hard to share. I feel like a lot of people want the spotlight and it's hard right. to share the spotlight with six people. So, um, yeah. Cool. I am Owen. I'm the DM. As far as a uh, favorite number of party members, if I'm the DM, my favorite number of, of party members is uh, zero. I would much rather me get to play all the party members because everything then goes smoothly in my head and nobody messes up anything that I have planned. Um, That's never wow. happened. No, I'm just wow. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, wow. I'm very much just kidding. Um, I'm the best player and DM at I, the same time. I guess I'm the odd man out. I really like four because I maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't have the ability to hang out and play D and D versus playing D and D and like, then also hanging out. Like I don't have the ability to like, just be like, yeah, we're just a bunch of people hanging out. We're also going to casually play D and D right now. I don't, I can't do that. I don't have that switch. <laughs> so for me, six has always been too many. I play in another game where I'm one of six characters and I like felt like I had to design a character that like doesn't do anything socially because I have to let like all these new people who have never really played before, like drive that I don't want to like be pushy because just because I've like played more. And so I've just created this like battle bot essentially. And I don't know. It's like, it, it just like, it takes so long before it's your turn in combat again. It takes so long before you're like, yeah, I could throw in like that weird thing that my character is doing where I feel like you get a little bit like the, the best game I've ever played was one where Steve was DMing. It was me, Craig and our friend Dom. Oh, was that the it bar? Was, yeah, we were, we it, it was just the three of us. We were talking about that before you got in. It was the three of us. And like Dom's character was brand new to us. Like he was in the bar and me and Craig's characters were buddies and we like were infiltrating it. And it was just, a th- it was like, it was one of the best games I've ever been a part of. So and epic. I just loved it because like there was a little bit more responsibility extended to the other people who were playing too. It'd be like, well, there's only three of us. So we have to, you know, we have to watch each other's backs. There's, there's not, you know, there's a high risk kind of high reward situation. So me, I'm going to say my favorite number is four. I could probably do five. I think when you get to six from in my taste that, that, that time it takes to get back to your turn is just that it just crosses that threshold for me where I, like I start to get, not that I start to check out. Cause like I said, I'm always, I, I my switch is always engaged, but I start to get frustrated. So that's me. Craigles. Hello again. I'm Craig again, somehow, but um, <laughs> my, <laughs> somehow my favorite number of people to play with, I suppose would be three actually. Like, if I'm DM, uh, then I wouldn't mind having three people to uh, be in the party. If I'm in the party, I wouldn't mind being in a party of three. Uh, it's just, it spreads out, the, again, like Owen said, like, it spreads out the responsibility a little bit more. And it's, that's how I originally started playing. It was with, like, two friends who mm-hmm. really wanted to learn. And then one other friend who knew more and would, would DM. And it made it a lot you end up getting to better. do more. Yeah. You know, as, as you, as the, the person. Exactly. You know? But like now, like that I've played more, I know how the game works and I can interact with large parties. That is fun too. I absolutely. But I think three would pro- is like a sweet number. I, th- I just thought of this now, but like my two favorite sessions, like Owen already talked about the one we played in the bar. Mm-hmm. And then I played a session with Craig and Dom a month and a half ago. And it was just the two of them 
And then we also had a character I'm willing to bet it named was, Gorp. I'm willing to bet it was <laughs> awesome. Go, yeah, it was Gorp. such a fun yeah, session. There's, there's, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm in oh, I'm favor. Sorry, party Bourbon hasn't been there. I know. But I'm in favor there, of okay. smaller party over a larger party, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Four cool. Still, that's, that's me. I, I mean, I've never played in anything that small. I, I, I something I want to do. It's Let's more do intimate. It. I think two people. <laughs> I play Let's with two people. Let's all play in one three party session. Let's do it. Let's go. All yeah, right. I'll, I'll go to sleep. No, <laughs> we, have to share, we have to share a character. We have yeah. to share characters. <laughs> no, I played. Oh in my a, god! Wait, 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 uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but think of this. What if you had a campaign where it's one character? But every person <laughs> controls one corner of the Oh, you mean Twitch plays Pokemon? What's <laughs> <laughs> the, um, was that like Pixar movie? It's like the sin- the, uh, the emotions inside out. Inside out. Inside out. Inside out. Yeah, it's like that. We'll have I'm the angsty one. As if like, you know, like Alex, you are anger. And Steve, you are fear. And it's like, you you have to make decisions Let's based on- that. What are you saying, Owen? Why am I anger? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually like a we should we could do that as like a as like a one off special yeah, that we cool. that we live Yo, stream. Wait. Let's do that for Galandan because like no yeah no I think Owen's too protective of Galandan no but for fun don't you touch my Galandan it'll be a dream don't you touch my Galandan man then but what, then how about the Galandan Galandan Gal- is his one arm man listen listen in all seriousness no if you guys ever like he's a drummer for Death like again Lover. I'm I'm in favor of smaller party over larger party every character you add. Adds one more thing you have to think about. But if you ever hired a hireling, that's probably how no, we'd cool. play it. Also, we cut Jeremy off. What were you going to say, man? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I think that two... I've played with two, and it's a little too small for me. It depends on the people. Well, that's why no, we threw... Well, we yeah, it, it always depends on the people. It all, yeah, everything, everything is, like, about the people. That is like We the people. I give it to you. The people. <laughs> the people. Uh, six. It's the people's work. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, six can be good if you have six people who know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, but, and four can be horrible if you have four people who are you yeah, know, at the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, ding- yeah. So it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of just dependent on. They're ding guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, the person, it's crazy. It's a, lot, it's a deep question. I, I thought it was very service level, but it's, it, it, there's a lot that, of thinking that, involved. Yeah, right. That went on for a really long time. We actually have um, a publication in the works now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, guys, join us next a, time. So guys, paper. guys, I have a dice in my hand. I really want to roll it. Go mm-hmm. for it. Just do it. This is going to roll. And it's a two. Oh, get, no. that, get, that get that out of the way. Get that out of the way. Use that up. That's right. <laughs> um, and without further ado, I hand it over to Alex. <laughs> and then I'm going to hand it over to Jeremy. All right. And as our DM. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm ready. I got pre-made we characters. Let's go. <laughs> we all win, guys. We all win. We won D&D. Different material uh, glasses. They don't. That's click. right. Yeah, they don't <laughs> so, hey, nobody handed it to you. I am yeah. taking control as, as it is my birthright. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Owen. I want to remind the listeners, as well as the four of you. Yes, I mostly mean you, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) What we've kind of left off doing. So our four adventurers are in the process of sealing away these four elemental powers that, if we're left unchecked, would resurrect an ancient and evil king. The place where we left off was they need to go to the elemental plane of water to seal away the cage of fire. 
But the issue is that the elemental, the, the, the portal, the, the entrance to the elemental plane of water is at the bottom of a lake. And so to get there, they would need some sort of apparatus to breathe underwater or some spell, which none of them have. The local pirates slash water temple abandoners slash evil organization, which is good, which are called the resurgence. They've kind of teamed up together and they've been taking back these um, magical devices, which let the fishermen and local people breathe underwater. So that is kind of the next stage that you're going to have to go to. You're going to have to get some of those items back in order to go underwater. You have one collar, which makes it so that you don't have to breathe. You have one of those amongst the four of you at the moment. We left off with the four adventurers walking out of the tavern of the tipping tyrant. They had just met up with the good guys, which were the assembly for the remaination of a troon. Remaination, a word existing in a troon that does not exist in our world. That's those are the good guys. They're fighting against the resurgence. And so they they left to go on this thing. And right outside the door was Aegisar Rorak, one of the 12 hands of the monarchy, this like god status level character that protects the royal family. He's showed it before and he said the words Time for a rematch. It's time for a rematch. Let's do this, man. So he is sitting on a barrel. Quick question. Casually waiting for you to walk out of the bar. Are we healed? And do we have all our stuff back? Yeah, we'll say you guys rested and whatnot, and you ate some food in the assembly for the remaination of Etrune, and you you maybe took a nap before they kicked you out the door. Wonderful. I knew I liked you. Yeah. I'm going to roll my portents. Ah. So we're going to do that real quick. Portentia. I got a 17 and a 19. Wow, that's pretty good. That's going to be a good day for Brimbles. Quick question. Yeah. If we were a distance away from the tavern of the, shoot, the the tavern that Borthmar was hanging out at. The first one, the bar of the Barking Bard. Yes, the bar of the Barking Bard. Yes. How far away are we from there? It was, um, it was a, it was a, it was a jaunt. A jaunt. I don't know if that's a real word. Okay. It was a, it was a hop. It was a, it was a, like when you look like maybe, you're famished. Yeah. Maybe. That's, no, that's gaunt. 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 It was, it was are a hop and a skip away. Gaunt, I mean, you, jaunt, are jaunt we a is, mile away? Uh, probably not. We are less than a mile away. Yes. I'm wondering okay. what those evil eyes are about <laughs> to say. I don't know. Hit me Yo, Korath is going to Molnir his, his mall watch. <laughs> I have. I don't leave my mall at like. Come to me, mall. Uh, update. Update on the word jaunt. A short excursion. <laughs> yeah, it's or a journey of for pleasure. Oh, see there you oh. go. Oh, we you. we are educational. It was uh, it was a distance of some kind. I was All pretty right, close. Or you know. Um. Oh, so one more question about HSR. No. <laughs> Before we move any further, I want to hand out some of these poker chips. Everybody gets a black poker chip. I want to remind you the way you cash these in is when somebody else rolls a d20 and it's particularly awesome. You can cash that to me to help them out. I have green chips also. There are red chips in the works, so get cracking on that. So rope play, yo. What was Correct. the red chips again? Red chips were just something really awesome. You haven't unlocked it yet. Green chips were... If you do something I think is cool, I will give you this, yeah. and then you can cash it in before you roll, and you can use it to roll with advantage. Roll with our big green advantage die. All right. Um, I, I want to. Uh, we're going to change something up from last time too. I, uh, season two, I said I'm going to start rolling skill checks. I instantly regretted that 
And just because it took one more thing away from these guys that they got to roll. So I'm going to let them roll their skill checks again. I do reserve the right to occasionally do that, though. If there's something where I'm like, hmm, maybe I want to lead them astray on this, I will be like, now nah, you know what? Give me your modifier. I'm going to roll for you. But I'm going to give that back to you guys for right now. But you still want us to not necessarily say, like, I want to roll this check. You want us to say, like, I want to say, oh, I want to I want to see if I can, like, yeah, persuade don't, that don't person. say I want to roll an arcana check. Be like, I search my memory for some knowledge of this arcane force. You know, you're going to tell yeah. us what kind of check. We're right. You, you for. tell me the cool. You the tell action. me the action. I will tell you the mechanic. What if I say oh, yeah. using history, I would like to X, Y, Z. Well, you don't use history. You use your knowledge of history. Yeah. You yeah. You, I'm that, leaving. That's, I'm that's, leaving. That's, that's, that's fine. This that's I'm looking fine. at you because I'm angry at uh, Alex. No, <laughs> be descriptive is my, is my, is my, is my key. So this is going to, you're a jerk. <laughs> so yeah. So we pick back up. We were almost called basements and beholders. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was one of the, we would have missed out on many so names. many. That was wow. one of the potential. Yes. Yeah. That is one of the potential. Like, come on, basements and beholders, like boxes and I really like don't, don't break the dice. Uh, that's good. that's what I had liked. Oh, but, but oh, that wouldn't have worked because we all have metal dice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so we're fighting lava monsters. <laughs> the oh, the logo was. If somebody wants to draw this, the logo for um, "Don't Break the Dice" was going to be a polar bear sitting on on the on, ice. On the ice. Was funny. Break the ice. Joke. I did. I did oh, sketch. God, that. I sketched so, that out actually. That's so lame. Let's was, um, <laughs> let's hop back in. It was awesome. So let's hop back in. Hey, you hey Alex, look on his face. How much does the polar bear weigh? Oh gosh, get out of here! Enough to break the ice. <laughs> how much does a polar bear? How much does how much does a beholder weigh? Enough to they break the dice. Float. Don't they? Yeah. Shh. Right. Okay. Let's, let's so go. you step outside, and there is Aegisar Rorak, this thirty-something looking year old man with white hair, a purple tattoo on his neck, some piercing blue eyes. What up, dude? I salute. Sup, bro? Hey, buddy. He nods at you, Orthamar. He Hello. Called, he called you, buddy. Those are some eyes you're giving me. Yes. Hey, um, HSR. I'm taken. How's Dira? He's not. Why don't you come ask her yourself? I whip my veal off my shoulder and, like, walk over. Begin and, tuning. And, um, I, Windar, I'm, like, really frantically, because, you know, like, when you're, when you're really hyped up for something and then, like, time slows down, in that really brief second, are there flowers nearby, like, on the, on the ground? No, we're in this. We're in a city. Be I know, but like, of the yeah, tower. like, is, is there like a flower somewhere, like within <sighs> very short distance? <laughs> sure. Okay. Wherever it is, I lean for it, bite it, and it's in my it's, it's in my mouth the whole way to Dira. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so <laughs> immediately off the rails. <laughs> That's right. So he hops off the barrow, and yes, I did. <laughs> he says. Any hesitations? Then let's go. And he begins walking. Do you really want to fight us, man? He turns back. Of course. And he continues walking. I'm what he likes testing. We're level six now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more nervous to see Wrong character. Him. <laughs> so the Tavern of the Tipping Tyrant was in the middle city of Strummels. And you begin walking through the middle city and things begin to get nicer Mm. and nicer and nicer. The towns seem to be holding finer goods. That's where I get the flowers. Sure. Yes. 
there's a, there's a, you know, a nice apartment building with some flowers on like a windowsill and you walk by. Yeah. Cool. Ahead of you is a wall, some 30 or 40 feet high, looking pretty thick. There is. Do we try to climb up roofs? No, please don't. <laughs> there is a set of double oak doors, 12, 13 feet high. They have that classic like iron crisscross going across them. Very sturdy looking doors. On either side is a guard and they're wearing gleaming plate armor, uh, like, like uh, silver plate armor. They're wearing blue tunics over it. And on those tunics are 10 white boats. Each one is wearing a shield, blue with 10 white boats, and they each have a sword in a hilt. Was Strummel's a port city? Strummel's is on one of the great lakes of Atroon. Oh, okay. So it's not so much a port city in terms of trading, but it's a port right. city in terms of fishing. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to potentially have some trading. There right. must maybe where Across it the reaches the ocean, uh, the, where it reaches the great sea. You know, they maybe have a series of like locks and levees and stuff to, to get boats up. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's the docks are dedicated mostly to fishing. It's, cool. it's where their economy is based. And so as you approach Aegis are in the lead, you see them straighten up Understandable. and you begin to get closer. Anybody want to say anything? I just want to pause every so often to give you a <clears> chance <throat> to say something or ask questions. Howdy. So Aegis are. Yes. What purpose do you find in this town? Well, as you may know, some of the Twelve are permanently stationed in the various provinces of Etrun, but others, like myself, we've dedicated our lives to traveling land and going where we're needed. Goroth, ask him if he's seen any griffins. Why don't you ask him yourself? Because he likes you. Anyway, what's happening here in Stroh? Who's to say that? I'm saying this aloud. He can hear me right now. You know I'm not good at subtlety. <laughs> Forget Aegis are. Odd some of you are. <laughs> and now you are close enough to these guards. They pull the doors open towards you. And as you begin to go past, they say, Sir, and you go through. Yeah. Everybody, what's um, your, what are your passive perceptions? 12. Also 12. 11. This week on This Is Gonna Hurt, Jeremy forgets his character sheet. Last episode of Dragon Ball Z. They yell for 30 minutes. For some reason, they Vajetti, what does the scanner say? Have you seen the cross between Lots One Punch of Man and Dragon Ball Z? No. They have One Punch Man actually show up to like the, the fight that Cell is like staging. Yeah. And Cell beats up the, the cyborg guy. And One Punch Man's like, no, there's a sale going on today. I have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. 16. All right. So, Orthamar, that's the order that you would observe this. Yeah, last place. You notice that behind you is a, another figure. They're wearing all white on their chest in big, you know, writing is the symbol of the 12 in black. They're wearing all white robes. White pants, white shoes. They're even wearing uh, like a white scarf covering their face, like a white hood up. The only thing you can see is some blue eyes behind the mask, but behind behind everything. This there's a person that seems to be following you. Brimley's gonna tug on Adrasar's like clothing. Well, you can't do anything. If you're gonna do something about this person, you can't. You gotta give 
either Jeremy or Craig the chance to first. Okay. Because okay. they, I'll let, they them, see I'll let them do whatever they're going to do first. Yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's trailing us? I'm just falling behind. Just falling behind. behind you. Okay. So then, I just uh, got a posse. Yeah, I'm just going to, I guess I'll just ask Aegisar, um, who, who is this, the one following us? Oh, he's fine. He's with us. Who is he? Wait, who are they? He's one of us. What? Are they? Do I see any like uh, insignia or mark on him? It's just the white. Just he's all wearing white, and he's got a black symbol of the twelve on his chest. Uh, oh, oh, I, oh, uh, it's uh, um. Does, you are through the doors at this point. Keep does, going. Does the color of your tattoo signify anything? Of like, course. Like that you have purple. There can only be one purple member of the twelve. Un- understandable, but what does purple mean? Like, you know, that's great. You have a purple symbol, but does that it's, stand for anything? It's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And purple. then he keeps talking. My lightning. Learn something new about you every day. My lightning breath is purple. What's your middle name? Uh, what's a middle name? Never mind. You are now in the high city. And it is awesome. <laughs> there are things that you have maybe never seen before. Lorthamar has. Just saying. Like a folding book? There are yeah. things that you have never seen before, though. Like parks. What? Oh. Stretches of grass and flowers and bushes in a city? How absurd. <laughs> there are houses that must belong to rich merchants and guild leaders and maybe, you know, low-level nobles and things of the sort. I put my cloak up. He... I don't feel welcome. <laughs> okay. He brings you along and you approach a tower. It is very tall. Like eight... Nine stories tall. It sticks out amongst the rest of the buildings. Shouldn't it be 12 stories tall? No. Okay. You notice that above the doors on the bottom floor, there are banners of white with a symbol of the 12 in black. Also at the top, hanging from the top of the tower are the same style banners so that anyone in the city could look up and find the tower and know where it is. And he begins walking towards the tower. We follow him towards the tower. HSR. Yes. How come it doesn't look like there are 12 floors? Why would we need 12 floors? Because aren't there 12 of you? So? Do you each get your own floor? No, you get your own room. (laughs) You just get your own room? You get your own room. Come on. Share floors. (laughs) It's not a skinny tower. It's a girthy thing. (laughs) HSR, do not. Do not. <laughs> Pay no mind to the gnome. Fine. But Lorthamar. <laughs> Be quiet. But Lorthamar. Thank you, God. That's it. That's all you got. Didn't you miss me? <laughs> so year. I feel like we haven't gotten a chance to talk yet. What have you been up to? Windar points. At Brimley, <laughs> just just an obvious point like you and uses message and says, just not now. Did Windar just point in an obvious manner? Yes. <laughs> this is a landmark moment. So unlike Windar, Korath still not knowing what the pointing means, points at another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Starts pointing everywhere. Like, you get a point. You get a point. <laughs> so Aegisar, how often do you find yourself... Residing in this tower. From time to time. Depends on 
which of the 12 I need to meet up with for various things. Now, fair enough. Let's stop here for a moment. He stops right at the doors and says, I have something to give you. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out these golden chains. And on the golden chains are a poker chip sized golden circle. <clears throat> and on the circle, carved into the circle is a symbol of the 12 inside of a hexagon. And he says, do not enter a tower of the 12 without one of these. You will not enjoy the experience. I will need these back when you leave. Do I, do I need one? And he hands one to Windar, Korath, and Brimbley. I'm going to close my eyes for a minute and just kind of like, you know, I'm holding this and I'm just trying to sense if there's any kind of innate magical ability it's, coming from this. I mean, yes, because it yeah. protects you from the thing that you don't want to experience. I, I, I know. I just thought like someone's going to look at the door, like look at your necklace, be like, oh, they don't have one. Kill them. That kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, you're not wearing the members nah, only you, jacket. You get a sense that there's a magical reason behind okay. this this necklace that okay. he's asking you to. Plus, to it wear. probably glows. <laughs> nah, it doesn't go. Oh, damn. Brimley is going to notice that Lorthamar didn't get one, and he's going to think back to the moment they got into the city and like kind of search his memory to see if he's seen anything like that among Lorthamar's person do you want to roll me a probably just basic intelligence okay too recent to call it history not enough time to call it investigation gotcha oh 14 <laughs> would he have noticed something with a 14 it's a pretty i don't think so then no sorry okay you would not have noticed anything like that amongst Lorthamar's possessions cool Hey, why didn't Lorthamar get one? He, Aegisar, looks at you, Lorthamar, confused, and says, Did you not tell them? Oh, we just met up like a, like a day ago. Ah. If you're part of the Twelve, I'm gonna poop a duke. No, they've been talking. <laughs> show my tattoo. <laughs> He's been level um, 20 this whole time. <laughs> I keep my personal matters to myself. Understood, Aegisar says. And he opens the door. The person in white, still following you. You enter Tower of the Twelve. Things are obnoxiously white. The floor is white, the walls are white, any cloth or... The people are white. No, are white. <laughs> The people are all races. I'm glad. Not just human races, but races in general. All right. Now, as you enter, you are in a wide, you enter this wide open lobby and there are doors going off in different direction. There are stairs leading up to other floors. And as you enter, there is a desk and behind the desk is a fairly attractive blonde woman. Wearing simple white robes, a symbol of the 12 in black, somewhere on her person. And when you enter the room, she stands, bows, says, sir. And Aegisar just kind of shuffles past her. 
Probably just going to follow along behind him. Likewise. Just kind of looking everywhere and like taking it all in, cataloging stuff for the future. Windar gives her a curt nod as he walks by. Um, Korath, Korath goes, well, Korath goes over to the, the woman and is like, where do you keep your dirt? <laughs> it's so clean. Get it? Dirt? The earth, the dirt, you know? What? Oh, never mind. And Korath moves forward. <laughs> and the face I just made is the face she makes. <laughs> wait, wait, someone take a picture? <laughs> now, Too inside... Late. You see lots of people. There are... They're going to say lots of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gwyneth would be so happy. (laughs) Just rolling around. Yeah. There are five distinct types of people in this place. The majority of the people are wearing simple white cloth tunics with the symbol of the 12 in black. That's the majority of the people. There are... Four other factions. The smallest group of people are people wearing very similar things as Aegisar would wear. Knee-high black boots, black pants, kind of like a white uh, karate gi with a purple belt, symbol of the 12 in purple somewhere on their person. That's the smallest group of people. The three larger groups of people are as follows. There are... Mostly women in this faction. It's mostly women. They're wearing bronze-ish armors of various types, and they all seem to have bladed weapons. A lot of it is like bronze scale mail type things. That's one faction. I like a scale mail. (laughs) Somewhere on their person, they have scarves or capes and things like that uh, in vermilion. What color is vermilion? Vermilion is a mix between red and orange. Is that so vermilion minotaur? tertiary color. No, it's not so. It's Deer. Deer. Vermilion minotaur. I I am so mad that I got that wrong now. Yeah, you should be. The next group are mostly men. They all have awesome beards. They're all wearing chain mail. And they have like turquoise accents on their things. They have lots of shields and most of their weapons seem to be like hammers and clubs and really like brutal type weapons. And I then, like these people. I, I thought you might. And then the last group of people, this is the weirdest part. They're all wearing armor. They're all have magenta. That is equal parts red and equal parts purple. They have magenta highlights in their clothing, but it's all the same guy. It is the same person in all of them. And these are the people that are standing at every doorway, standing perfectly still, not moving at all. Very much like, uh, was it like Buckingham Palace kind of type guards? Yeah. And the way this person looks is just like a young, handsome man. One eye is dark brown. One eye is golden. And he has kind of like brownish red hair that just kind of like looks like he just woke up. That's this, whatever that was, fifth group of people. That was a lot of information, listeners. You can re-listen to those if you need to rehear those people again. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And Aegisar, he just kind of turns around and he says, any questions so far? Yeah, what's happening? Where's the dirt? <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never been in a place with that didn't have dirt on the floor before. Fortunately, and he like misses a little bit. You seem to have brought your own. And he gestures towards your leg. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Brimley's gonna walk up to the nearest one of those guys that are all the same. Yes. Point square at his face. Look at Aegisar and go, what the heck is this? <laughs> That's a dude. But why is there another one over there? He's going to point at like the next closest one. And then also at the next closest one, just keep pointing around the room at all of them. And Cora thinks he's casting message. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't know. You guys never did message on Cora, so he does not know what the pointing is about. Do you guys awesome. not know this That's yet? Awesome. No, I figured so. So, Aegisaur says, I would have to let him explain. And in unison, they both say, we are simply on guard duty. So that's what he says. They are simply on guard duty. That that doesn't answer my question. Like, where where did he come from? Why are there so many of come, them? Come, no. Who is he based off of? Is are they just All created? Questions are they clones? What's the deal? Will be answered. Quiet. At this point, Aegisar is at a opening in some wall. There seems to be a spiral staircase going downward. He begins to walk. Windar follows. Down. <clears throat> Brimley's going to follow really reluctantly. He's just going to keep like looking at these people. He just wants to know how that happened. You, you want to roll me some kind of check? This is Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. That's what this is about. Can I roll some kind of check? Ah, yes. What kind of check? Onward and downward. Uh, to the graveyard of ships. Uh, probably Arcana. While he does that. Maybe investigation. How deep does this tower go? <laughs> While you make the check kind of Twelve. Yeah, no, you it's don't the know. Tower of the twelve. You know there's what? something weird though. Okay. Adasar says, as deep as it needs to, Korath. As deep as it needs to. And you reach the bottom of the stairs. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow, that was fast. You are in a <laughs> I just imagine it being one floor. <laughs> Not two steps. Two steps. Just like oh. two steps. I like to think you had gone down like two flights before you asked that. That's, that's what I was imagining oh. in my head. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you reach kind of like a lower area. There are hallways that branch off in different directions. And Aegisar says, this is where we have vaults for things that are precious. It's where the acolytes of the Twelve, you saw the people wearing the white tunics. Those are people who are hoping to join the ranks, hoping to catch the eye of one of the Twelve and join their particular branch of this uh, military force. And also, we have this. And you're, you're kind of like walking down a hallway at this point. And he dramatically pushes open two double doors when he says this. And you find inside the room. Dear. Oh, he's pulling out something from behind. The An arena! Oh. Burr, 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 burr. No! The danger room. It is, it is essentially the danger room from X-Men. That is exactly the idea. There is an arena. It is... It is 100 feet long and 50 feet wide. That's a big It room. is arena-shaped. It is mostly white flooring, but there are designs on the floor as well. 
the most eye-catching thing about this arena is not the arena itself. It is not the stadium seating surrounding it. It's not the acolytes of the 12 sitting watching, but it is the two figures in the arena currently doing battle. Hey, everybody. Lilifreeze here from Lilifreeze General Tower. How y'all doing today, folks? Thanks so much for listening to this. What's it called? A podcast? Podcast? Well, and while you're waiting for the next episode, you can visit us on Facebook or Instagram or the Twitters, and you can look for username is gonna hurt D and apparently, these dudes got a website called This Is Gonna Hurt D and You can email them questions or comments to This Gonna Hurt Info at Gmail.com.